Have fun today. Long race. 10-4. Have a great night, guys. What a cool experience, man. Three-seven time champs. Hope to make you proud tonight. Oh, I already lost you. There's so many red white cars. It's go time now. So uh, let's go them up. Let's take care of it. Let's get after it. Execute all night long. And we're racing in South Carolina. Yeah, we're good, man. That's killing him. Oh, man. the center of one. We are in two. Check my right side here real quick. I just got in the wall. You're going to have to find something right here. You're going to lose three more spots. Say I'm about to wreck, Brett. I didn't know that. Have no rear grip. Trouble in turn three. Ryan Blaney just got into Brad Keselowski. What the was that? Got some right side damage here. Clear down, clear down. I got into the wall, turn three. Derek doesn't feel too far off. 29 to go here in stage number one. Green flag is back out and it's on again. Go, go, go. Oh, hell yeah. You'll get him, buddy. Oh, he don't get him, I'll protect the top. Hanging on every lap. I know you are, buddy. Stage one of MTJ. And I ain't heard that in a while. Good job, boys. It's like I'm on ice skate with the rear tires. Pit stops are complete. The first car off of pit road was Truex. Something feels wrong here. I don't know if we got a flat tire or what. Gotta come to you. Green flag goes back in the air, and we're racing again in the Southern 500. Yeah, good call. Flat left rear. Gotta go here, guys. We got the wall a little bit. Uh, I look at it right here. It's crazy. There's three of them out there. Looks like Jimmy in there. I know. I'll do better, though. I'm just screwing with you. You're doing good. We got a spin off turn number four, and it's Bubba Wallace. I thought he got into it and dumped it. The car just shut off. The car went silent. I looked around. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Freaking cars all ass around this place, don't they? For sure. Uh, up the wall a little. 10-4, two laps. Martin Truex Jr. is going to win stage two. Stage one. Hey, come on. But yeah, boys. Danny Hamlin is going to get out in front of his teammate, Martin Truex Jr. Good stop, guys. Green flag, green flag. All jamming up, jamming up. Boy, somebody not coming up to speed. Check it up a little bit. Check it out. My nose is hurt. Uh, right here is knocked out. They were around up front just playing games and stacked up the whole field. Trouble in turn number one, John Hunter Nemechek. Knocked their apron off of it. Got no brakes. Let's take it to the garage. I got a car coming apart. Clint Boyer on pit road. All these other guys have to pit again. Just take care of it. So many guys have stayed out. I've got tires coming apart. Don't like hell. Got to stop one more time. We want to come this time here. We want to come this time. Inside, inside. Can't get down. Inside. No damn signals. Nothing. No Jimmy almost turned him in three. I got shoved it in the corner, man. Hamlin was beyond the commitment line, and he had to make another lap. Put it out, put it out, debris out of the back stretch. Got a crush panel about halfway down. It looks like all of the lead lap cars are headed on to pit road. Four cars. Guard all the way, all the way, all the way. Looks like Elliott may have beat Harvick by a nose. Uh, but just we wanted. We're back in the game here with 41 to go. Let's do it. Chase Elliott's running for his life right now. Here you go. Hell yeah, buddy. Come on with it. Watch your mirror. Watch your crossover. Right on you. Martin Truex Jr. dials the bottom. Slide job across the nose. They're both in the fence. Stop. Clear, jackass. Correct. Give it back to him. The leader just wrecked into one. They're still rolling. Keep digging here. The race leader is on pit road. Yeah, the tire's going down right rear. I want you to hit your marks here. You and the nine. It's Harvick now out front. All out front. Don't worry about that mirror. Austin Dillon has come to second. Go get him. 
Let's just not do anything stupid here like that 19 did. One more lap. One more. Hit your mark. Austin Dillon is closing. Does he have enough time? Here he comes. Too bad. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Clear up. Clear up. Clear up. Clear up. Oh, that's a crossover. You're fine. You're fine. Just bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Harvick has won the Southern 500. Hell yeah, boys. What a fight. Play the fight. Heck yeah. I don't even know how we did that. Great job. The eighth win this year. 57th of his career. Hell of a job. Hell yeah. That's why you never give up, boys. Southern 500. Hell yeah. Here on TrackSmackRadio.com, Don Hall, back with you after a few weeks of crap, chaos, and God only knows what else. It's It's been a, a rough last month. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But thank God I have my partner in crime who is with me, as always, uh, Mike Haig. He, of course, is from RaceDaySA.com. And before I welcome him in, I want to give him huge kudos and thank you. Thank yous, because this guy has been holding down track smack for Don for, you've been carrying me all year, practically. But I mean, really, (laughs) truly, the last few weeks, it has just been one thing after another between my grandmother passing away and then my thought my dog was going to pass away and uh, my bosses had their baby. It's just been, yeah, <laughs> it's been something. Uh, it's been crazy for both of us, your wife going back to school, your kids, you know, the stress of it all. You're retired and trying to adjust to not going back to school. And Mike, how are you? How you doing? Dawn, I'm doing great. It's good to see you finally again. It's you been too. a while. You too. We um, haven't had a chance to do a show because of all like all the stuff that you just mentioned. But man, it's great to be back in the studio here or the virtual studio, whatever the way we do this. And uh, you're in Dallas, and I'm down here in south of San Antonio. And um, what a you know what a, what a great thing that we can get back together here and get this going. And uh, came off a huge weekend of racing between the big go the nhra um, uh, u.s nationals at the uh, lucas oil raceway in, in india and then we had to cook out southern 500 at darlington and the playoffs have started and nfl football is going on and we got nba playoffs and there's a lot going on in in sports in the sports world and i'm really excited about getting back talking about racing again yeah well you forgot one racing thing that was huge last weekend that we had as oh. well the kentucky derby we had the derby yeah. and, the, and and uh and we just had the indy 500 too yeah yeah so yeah. i mean we had all, all kinds of stuff last weekend was a great weekend of of racing and stuff so real quick uh you know we mentioned the nascar playoffs uh, i put together two shows and they're in the archives and then it's all the media day um, interviews with the 16 drivers that are in the playoffs for nascar so if you didn't get a chance to hear that the r- interviews were rather long they're the both shows are almost two hours long each but it's if, if you, they took eight drivers and interviewed them one day 
eight drivers on the next next day and it was just a you know assortment uh, and there was nobody in particular they just kind of picked them at random and did eight one day and ate the other but um we've got all the audio at tracksmacradio.com so check that out it's worth going through if you have some time you know if you're going on a trip or going to work and you have a long commute uh, download it on your device or listen to it in the car or whatever and um because I, I think some of the interviews are really good and they really ask some really in-depth questions about these guys um looking forward now going forward with, with nine races left in the playoffs now that now that we have Darlington out of the way. So yeah. check that out. No, definitely. They were great. Uh, great interviews that were done. And I appreciate you getting those out and edited and up there. And uh, gosh, it's good to be back, though, Mike. I mean, I miss you and I talk off the air. You know, we, we keep in touch Daily. during the week. Yeah, pretty much. And it's so funny yeah. because, <laughs> well, you know, Mike, it's, it's funny because after 16 years, you know, you would think that, yeah, we probably... It, we went from being just two people who, you know, hosted the show, two out of three or four. I mean, we've yeah. we've had several. We've had up to like four hosts before at one point. But Mike wow. and I pretty much were the the base of the show. I mean, we've been together since day one. And <laughs> it's just funny, though, because our friendship has grown so much over the years. It uh, has. Yeah. I mean, Mike and I would hang out and stuff, but you know, I mean like at the racetrack and all, but I think a lot of times for both of us, well, I used to always bring like the, an entourage with me <laughs> to the races. Yeah. Um, I would yeah. always bring people, you know, I just liked my, well, and, and put them to work to kind of help us out and yeah. stuff. Um, well, how many people did you bring over the years? You know, Dylan Emery came and mm-hmm. Michael Benson came and, uh, I know there's a few others I can't think of the names well, of, but I, I mean, brought, you brought a lot, uh, a lot of people. Yeah, I was going to say for anyone now who um, watches on ESPN, who watches like SEC um, yeah. game days or whatever the SEC thing is, they will know Peter Burns, which of course is still Peter like Burns. the greatest name in sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, Peter started off as a sales guy at our sports station. He actually, you know, what, at one of the stations I worked at was I selling remember. our show, you know, and so, uh, and now look where he's at and what the hell I'm still here. No. <laughs> yeah. Obviously he didn't do a good job selling my show. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, Peter's a great guy. So, well, you and I have kept this going cause we have a, we're just not, two people trying to throw out a radio show and do a podcast. I think we really have a passion toward what we do and we really love racing. Yeah. And we really like talking about racing. We like getting the information out there to people. And I we, mean, that's what I like to do. We have always brought the show or tried to, like I said, I always give you the kudos as being the credibility of the show. You're like the journalist guy. Although, although no, I, you used to be, you know, especially when you were with the paper and stuff. Now that you don't have any affiliations to, uh, you know, a, yeah. a paper or a school or whatever, it's like Mike Haig 2.0. Let loose and let go a little bit. And it's fun, isn't it? Um, it is fun, but man, take the heat. Boy. Yeah, but we've always I'll tried to bring before, but really take the heat now. <laughs> we've always tried to bring the the show, the the point and the of the show has always been we are two fans sitting around having drinks, shooting the shit, talking about drivers that we like, that we don't yeah. care for, you know, like that you would do and and we try to do it as if we were in a bar setting or whatever, just chilling. 
Um, yeah, just talking about racing with someone. Right. We have also seen the change in not just the sport, but in how the sport is covered in 16 years. It used to be when you went, you were there with a handful of local media from whatever the area was. And other than that, you were there with all the big wigs, the national media. And uh, and I mean, I'm talking ESPN Fox, you know, it it was big. Uh, heavy hitters. Right. And if you didn't come, remember, Mike, this was like, I mean, here we go. Old school. Let's we'll, we'll tell people how the process was of when you used to have to apply for credentials and some places still do it this way. But, you know, you'd have to send in your request on a letterhead from your yeah. company signed by whomever, you know, is in charge. Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. yeah. And don't you dare if you if you weren't with a station or a like legit newspaper or yeah. what you were not let in. There was no such thing as letting in a blogger. Oh, heck no. Or a no. website, you know, just random website. Nope. You weren't getting in. Now that's all there is. I mean, really, yeah. truly. And yeah, because the, the daily beat writers for the papers, so to say, don't really exist anymore. And if they do, it's some guy they're sending out that covers everything under the sun and doesn't know anything about racing, but all the stories are going to be online anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting. The dynamic, some of the people haven't changed, which is, which is fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same well, people, you know, this year going on year 33 for me, mm -hmm. recovering racing. Now, I didn't always cover the national scene in the early years. I didn't start covering the national scene. I covered a lot of local racing for many, many years. Then I did a crossover of both, and then I got away from local racing. And pretty much now for the last, oh, maybe 15, 16 years that we've been doing this, mm -hmm. it's pretty much been all, I've been pretty much focusing mainly on all the national series, yeah. you know. NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, you know. Well, we don't really have local stuff to talk about anymore because there's not really too many local tracks in Texas. A lot, so. of, a lot of the tracks have closed down, and that is sad. Yeah, it is, but. But, um, hey, I tell you what wasn't sad. <laughs> Kevin Harvick made a strong statement this past Sunday in Darlington, jumping out, getting the first victory or the first driver to get a win in the playoffs. So now he goes to the round of 12. Mm -hmm. He's locked in, but – uh. Hey, I, I don't know how much of the race Don you saw, but um, I, saw the I thought there thing. was some pretty, pretty good racing. Yeah, there wasn't. And, and by what you just said about Kevin Harvick making a statement, uh, I thought the statement that he made is, once again, the closer, he's in there when he yeah. didn't have a winning car by any means. I mean, the car he struggled with quite a bit. And it just so happened that those guys up front got a little too racy, knocked themselves out. And he was there, you know, he was there to benefit from it. And that he did. And Austin Dillon knocking on the door there in those closing laps. I thought he was going to get it too. And I, I will admit I to you, I was, I was yelling for him. Um, I don't know. Cause just, I, I want to see new blood. I mean, I like seeing yeah. new people in there and not only that, but I'm going to tell you, I loved, absolutely loved the throwback paint scheme on his oh, yeah wasn't that I loved a, all, it was a junior johnson wasn't it a throwback I believe so. yeah I believe so. loved it but I, I loved a lot of these paint schemes um it it was hard for me you know you get you so used to the colors and like joey logano you know he had this red and white number 22 pinzoil car um when i was watching him i was like wait a minute okay 22 who's who's 22 you get used to seeing you know the color and the number that you associate with and it 
there were several times in the race that I had to like do a double take and say like, Hey, who is that? <laughs> you know, cause it just, it wasn't the same that, that I'm used to. And isn't so it struggled. weird too, that not everybody does a throwback paint scheme. Like I feel like if it's going to be oh. a throwback, everybody needs to do it. Like everyone yeah. should take place in some way and honor someone or some, you know, whatever. But you know, what's kind of neat in the, uh, I, I stayed glued to the NHRA in the uh, in the nationals, the U.S. nationals this week, and really covered that extensively, um, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But Sal, I just want to say that some of the drivers in the NAS in the in, in the um, NHRA, Don, they, they did some throwback paint schemes this past weekend. Interesting, which, which was kind of neat. For the first time, I had seen that. I don't know if they're trying to just kind of go with NASCAR on that weekend, but I kind of liked it that they did that same thing. And I was kind of hoping that maybe next year we could see, you know, maybe IndyCar doing that around that time as well. I think it's neat to have these throwbacks that you have a paint scheme from a former driver and honor them. And in a way that, you know, you don't really see done very often. So no, I I agree with you. But Jimmy, with the, with the cowboy hat on that, you know, the the gargoyles. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was amazing. Okay. And I, I'm, if you were listening and I know you were going back and forth, so you may have yeah. missed the story. So um, I'll, I'll sum it up quickly. So junior talks about the fact that uh, Jimmy had reached out. Well, first, you know, Jimmy got the hat from Richard Petty and it was autographed, which it's like, oh, that's badass. Um, yeah. But I just it's wonder awesome. too, that makes yeah. you wonder how many damn hats, black felt hats with that. I don't even, I didn't even know they still make those feather things. I remember that in the eighties when you put that feather yeah. on your hat and then like you'd put them little roach clip things on the back yeah. and like with feathers yeah. hanging off. Um, <laughs> kind of an urban cowboy kind of thing. Wasn't totally. It? Was. <laughs> that along with their, with a belt with your name on the back of it. <laughs> That's right. I had one when I was a kid. <laughs> did you? Of you course one? I did. Of course. Hello. We lived in Texas. We had to. I had everything with my name on it. It was like my parents were afraid they were going to forget my name or something. <laughs> so Junior says that, you know, he, he got that from, from Richard. Well, he reached out and he was asking, he said, look, you know, Junior, do you know if anybody, if y'all have a pair of your dad's gargoyles, you know, somewhere? And he said, you know, as a matter of fact, I think my aunt Kathy, I think is her name, has it, um, has a pair. And sure enough, she did. And she loaned them to, to Jimmy. Well, then Jimmy asked Junior, what do you think I should do about like my facial hair and stuff? I mean, you know, how should I, you know, do I try to do a mustache or something? And so, and Junior is actually the one that told him, no, I think you should leave it, you know, have a piece of you in this. I mean, this is what yeah. it's about. You know, you're throwing back too. So you're, you know, you're a seven time champion. And so I thought it was cool how he kept his look. He looked damn good in a cowboy hat and gargoyles. He did. He did. <laughs> I'm like, you may have found your new look, Jimmy. So, um, <laughs> no. And, and I mean, in the car, I'll say it. I think other people have said it too. The car was ugly as sin, <laughs> but it was yeah. so, it was, it was cool though. It really it was. was. It reminded me of, you know, like the old saying, it's, you know, a, a face only a mother could love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was ugly, but <laughs> I appreciated it in all of its gloriness. You know, it's like, yeah. I like it. There was some good stuff out there, but like I said, I just get disappointed that not everybody, you know, then you look and here's the monster energy car going around, you know, Kurt Busch. And then, you know, I got the damn Trump car out there and I've got, you know, I mean, and we've got more of that in, in your NHRA update, not too much, but, um, all kind, you know, it's, it's just weird. I, I just wish everyone could embrace it to me, Mike, the, 
the equivalent to that would be going to Bristol and doing driver intros and not all the drivers get introduced or get to do music. It's like, no, everybody should get involved. I like that the fans get involved and like dress up and stuff and, you know, throwback as well. And I kind of miss the announcers not doing it to me. It doesn't happen. Oh, hold on. We're going to get back to the Kevin Harvick audio, but before I forget how freaking cool was it to have junior Kyle Petty and Dale Jarrett run, you know, because we had been doing the Ken Squire and, um, you know, things before in the past, the throwback that way. But I really liked doing it this way with the three sons, you know, of three of the greatest drivers. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. And then do you see what they were wearing? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. One other throwback note. Did you see Jeffrey Earnhardt? over the weekend too i don't i don't remember i'll have to send you a picture because jeffrey rolled the his granddaddy's mustache and it's like as soon as you saw it you had to do a double take because you know how much carrie looks like senior yeah well jeffrey looked just like him and then okay so i'm like holy crap that's dale i mean right there and then i started to look a little closer i'm like dude that's dale and terry labani mixed together (laughs) I think he uh, didn't you tweet something yes, out? Yes, I said it's Dale with a sprinkle of some Terry Levani in him. Yeah. <laughs> or some yeah, Texas. I thought I saw that. I thought that was you that said that. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed. Well, that part I did see. Yeah. And I, I, but I, I knew what you were referring if, to. If Texas Terry and, and Dale Sr. had a baby, Jeffrey Earnhardt, that's what it would look like. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, well, back to Darlington. Um, again, one of the best moments of the race was at the end of the race when Kevin Harvick took the checker flag. Um, he talked about that during a post-race interview, Mike. A, a lot of good things came about from that. Yeah. I, I know you've got audio that we can listen to. Yeah, well, I want to. We'll hear that in a second. I did want to bring out the the fact on that I was impressed with. You know, Kevin's won a lot of races this year. This was number fifty-seven in his career, mm-hmm. fifty-seven, and he's ninth best now on the all-time list. And that's just incredible. And, um, you know, uh, looking at the top 10, let's just go through the top 10 results real quick. Then we can listen to this audio okay. if you want. Uh, we mentioned that Austin Dillon was second. Joey Logano finishes a strong third. Uh, look at Eric Jones in fourth. Mm-hmm. He had Trying a good to make a statement. There. He needs a job. Yeah. William Byron, fifth. Alex Bowman, sixth. So there's those Hendrick cars uh, in fifth and sixth there. Uh, Kyle Bush was seventh. Kurt Bush, his brother, was eighth. Eric Amarola was ninth. Clint Boyer was 10th and Brad was 11th and he had Cole Custer and Denny and Matt and Kenseth. And so there were some good drivers that really finished, you know, up there. And I thought um, we only had seven cautions for 34 laps, but we did have 18 lead changes among six different drivers. So we had a lot of swapping in the lead and everything. And I, I the other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, you know, um, Martin Trix Jr. Man led all those laps and, for a while there, I thought that he was going to be a runaway winner and then didn't happen. No, because him and uh, and Elliot racing hard there and, and mm-hmm. got into each other. So, yeah. um, so if that wouldn't have happened, we might have had Truex getting the victory or Chase Elliott. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so the, I thought this is a good way to start the playoffs off. There was some drama. There was some excitement. There was some good racing. And we go to Richmond. Richmond usually produces a good race. So we'll see. We'll see. see. But Harvick was pretty happy and 
And he gave that flag to that kid. Yes. He so did. we're going to hear from him talk about that. And then the other thing we're going to hear from Don in just a second, you know, if you think back to the beginning of the, or the, the beginning of the post quarantine, you might say is the return of NASCAR after we had a few races and then we had to sit out. The first race back was a race they had at Darlington and Harvick won, but that was a race. There were no fans in the stands. And I remember him talking about how weird that was to be down there on the start finish line and to get the checkered flag and no one was there to really clap and yell or so he he talks about how great it was. We're going to hear on the on the audio here how great it was to have fans in the stands. How much better it was. So all right, all right. So here's Kevin Harvick post race on Sunday at Darlington. Yeah, well, it was a battle. It it wasn't um, wasn't necessarily pretty, um, but everybody on our Bush Beer uh, Ford Mustang team did a great job tonight, uh, keeping us in the race. Rodney had great strategy. Our car was extremely loose all night. And, you know, we, we were able to manage to, to get it better, but never, never really got it going as good as we'd like to. But uh, they battled and, and uh, we kept ourselves in the right spot. The leaders got tangled up and, and we were in position to, to capitalize on that. So definitely, definitely uh, weren't the fastest car, but definitely, uh, you know, put ourselves in a position to capitalize on a, on a moment. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm a little biased towards the kids. So, um, you know, seeing, seeing that young man standing up there with his uh, four hat on and holding that flag, I, there was, there was no way I was getting out of my car and taking that flag. Hopefully that's something that, that he can remember and, and, uh, remember, uh, going forward as he, uh, you know, tells his friends and his family and hopefully everybody remembers that and comes back again. So, um, that's what it's all about, right. You know, making sure that, that people have a great time and, and, you know, we're back with fans at the racetrack and to see those kids back in the grandstands is, is, is a lot of fun. You know, I think as, as you look at the, you know, the race itself and the start of the playoffs and everything that, that uh, was starting today, that was, that was pretty motivating, but I can tell you that it was very rewarding uh, getting out of the car and being able to share those, those, uh, that emotion and that excitement with the fans and, and to see them back in the grandstand. So it just changes the whole atmosphere when the fans are here. So I, I was, I was uh, excited to, you know, to see everybody in the grandstands and, and definitely fed off that enthusiasm and excitement. And what a great thing, Don, again, you know, that moment that we saw on television, that kid's face and the father there, mm-hmm. I just thought there was a moment in time that was perfect for a picture. Yeah. Well, and I think I had told you too, um, and I I know I retweeted and stuff. um, There was audio of of the little boy. They did an interview with their local news station because it was actually uh, the the father talked about the fact that that was his son's first NASCAR race that they went to. And, you know, how after that happened, I mean, he was already like giddy about the race and stuff. He had enjoyed it. But after that, it's just like he couldn't, his dad couldn't take the smile off of his son's face. And he's like, you know, Kevin Harvick has, and he went and tweeted to Kevin Harvick and Harvick retweeted it. A bunch of NASCAR people retweeted it. He just said, you know, you made a fan for life now. I mean, this kid, and that's what it's about. You know, I mean, I think I told you that during the week it's, and it's not just NASCAR. It's, 
it's sports in general and the way that it can it can do that. You know, if it's a kid getting a, a, a foul ball out, you know, at baseball and the guy picks it up and throws it to him or uh, an NFL guy running in a, a touchdown and handing the ball to a kid in the stands. Uh, even Mike, go back and you know this from the local tracks and stuff. You can go all the way back to high school football or uh, a local racetrack and kids, they just see drivers or players. They don't, it doesn't. A lot of them don't understand or make the difference between these big stars and yeah. a local guy. You know, they just see a driver racing and it's something that they get excited about and, and, and someone they look up to. You're exactly right, Don. And one of the things that I'm impressed, a couple of things I wanted to say. First off, very impressed with Kevin Harvick. Um, since he had, ch- you know, children, He's, he's changed. Oh, absolutely. And he knows that doing stuff like this for kids, like even when he put his own son in the car that time and rode, rode around the track. I mean, that's a moment that a father and son are never going to forget. You know, a parent, you're never, you're never going to forget as a kid doing that, something like that with, with your, with your sibling or, you know, I mean, with your, your parents or even if your siblings are there, I mean, that's just, those are cherished memories that you'll never forget. So uh, I love stuff like that. Kevin's a great guy, and he um, I was very touched by that. Wasn't it at Texas that I brought that up to Kevin? Wasn't it, Kevin, that I brought it up to about signing or doing something for a kid? Um, because you I asked saw him a question one time in a post-race after a victory there, I think. Yeah, I did. think it was. That in the media center that night, and you, I, remember, I remember you asking him a question about how, I forgot what it, what it was, but well, I think I I said something about because I remember standing there watching them coming through to go up to the track was what it was, and there was yeah. a kid standing there on the side, and he kept wanting, you know, he he was waiting for Kevin and waiting, he'd been waiting forever, and you know, you got all these adults jumping in and they'll push kids out of the way, or you'll get the parents that are like shoving their kid, like almost like they're using yeah. their kid to get the autograph. Um, And I asked him about that, but I asked him, I said, you know, I thought as a mom, as a parent, I mean, I was, I was having a girl moment there and almost like wanted to cry because I just saw the joy in that little kid. He waited and waited and waited. I want to say, I mean, a good, probably 45 minutes and and I don't think he was any more than seven or eight years old. And that's impressive because a lot of kids don't have the patience to wait like that. Yeah. But remembering Kevin signed the autograph, um, talked to him, like stopped and talked to him. And then when the kid turned around to come back, he was just so overjoyed and so happy. And I remember telling Kevin that, you know, that meant a lot to me because I, I, you know, and I asked him, you know, how it makes him feel. And he did say something about that, that since he's had his kids and stuff, he sees that, but he wants to make fans for life like that. And, uh, yeah, so that's I completely forgot about that, Mike. <laughs> Just go back to Kevin Harvick. Um, that was impressive. Mm-hmm, it was. And he mentioned um, in that audio we just heard, he mentioned Rodney Childers. You know, he and Rodney have had a great relationship, great thing going this year. And so Rodney kind of said some of the same things. Rodney was pretty pleased about the way things went. And he also talked about the fans, what that meant. So here's uh, – Here's Rodney Childers, his crew chief, uh, in the post-race interview on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I mean the fans are just such a huge deal of what you know what we do as a sport, uh, whether they're at home or whether they're in the stands. But to hear the crowd after the race is is uh, pretty special. You know, I mean we've we've won 
we've been fortunate enough to win quite a few this year. And when you win one and you come down off the pit box and it's just completely silent, um, it's just different, you know. And uh, to be able to, to hear people screaming and yelling and happy for their driver, it's just a, an awesome feeling and um, really happy that they, they were back and uh, able to celebrate. All right, Don. So anyway, uh, again, that's uh, Ronnie Childers and he uh... – Again, he heard what he said about, you know, the importance of the fans. And that's what's great about the fact that we're now being able to get some of these fans to come back to the track. If we ever get behind this COVID-19 situation, it'd be great to get back to some normalcy and where we can all enjoy what we've been used to. I mean, I think we're all about <laughs> go stir crazy here. Mm-hmm. But it's it's great to see the fans, you know, coming back to the, whether it be the drag races, the IndyCar races, uh NASCAR races, and by the way, the IndyCar race, I understand the next race coming up, they're going to allow some fans in the stands. So we're going to see some fans at that race too, which we didn't have at the 500. So No, absolutely. I um, And I'm glad, looking back, I'm glad that they didn't have fans. I know um, Crash Gladys, uh, our good friend Crash Gladys uh, Mm -hmm. from Speed Freaks, made a comment the other day, and especially after seeing what happened there at Sturgis, or after Sturgis now, that's an example of what, and that's what kind of makes me scared about these fans being at these races. I mean, I know. So, you know, you, it's just touchy, but, um, but anyways, now, uh, I want to tell you one thing uh, I did see, which I loved this pat. I know we're getting off track here, but, uh, we, you know, a lot of these tracks, <laughs> well, I know we always go off on a tangent. <laughs> we never <laughs> stick to the, stick to the script. <laughs> But uh, at the NHRA drag races this past weekend, Dawn at Indy, and it's the same thing at the NASCAR race. Uh, my understanding is the uh, you know there's protocols you go through. Your screen, you have to ask to have your temperature taken. You're supposed to wear a mask. But the uh, NHRA uh, races in Indy at Lucas Oil Raceway, masks were mandatory. Mm-hmm. And I saw two fans standing by the fence behind over by the starting line with no mask on. And I was watching the, the video feed because I bought NHRA TV this past weekend so I can get all the all the sportsman races and everything. And the camera was fixated on the starting line there for for quite a while. I watched a police officer, security officer, walk up to him and tell them both. And then you can see them getting their mask out of their pockets and putting them on. My understanding is you're if you're told once. That's the you get one warning, and the next time if you if they have to tell you again, they escort you out. Well, see, that's how it should be. Now I don't know I don't know how it is at the at the drag races, but the rules were this is how what we have to do in order to have fans at the stands. You know, in the stands, we've got to take these precautionary measures. Wearing masks are required, even though you're spread out, even though it's outside. That's we want to keep everybody safe. That's what they want to do. They want to be able to keep the races going on. And and so, but I did see that, and uh, I thought that was kind of funny because I was watching. I thought, man, there's those two guys don't have a mask on. <laughs> and sure enough, somebody somebody noticed it, and they went up and told those guys, and they put them on. They got them out of their pockets and put them on. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. That is, uh, well, uh, I know I know you had talked about we had the audio from. Kevin and from Ronnie Childers. And so we discussed the guy that was chasing them down there at oh, the yeah. end, um, Austin Dillon. And he was coming on, Don. Which that team has had some really uh, some some good weeks the last few weeks. So uh, I know you've got some audio from Austin. Uh, I'd love to hear what he had to say. 
Yeah, well, so Austin finishes second, and this is kind of funny. Listen to the very first part here. Here's Austin Dillon. This is what he said about finishing second. Feels like second place. It's like kissing your mom. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, sorry, mom, I love you, but um, second place is uh, is so close. I'm going to be thinking about those last 20 laps for a long time, and um, – Man, it would it would have had a lot of people talking if we uh, stole another crown jewel, and I think they are talking. I mean, I think there's a lot of respect uh, either way. Um, I I don't want to play the card anymore of uh, the silver spoon thing or any of that. I've said my piece on that. That was fun. Now it's something else that I got to find to motivate me. I think my son coming into the world is pretty awesome. So I want to do this for a long time so he can see me race and. Um, whatever he wants to do. I just want him to experience some of the things that I was able to experience as a kid and be at the track, uh, because it's a family atmosphere here in NASCAR. And, um, I hope he gets that uh, same opportunity one day to, to enjoy it. got to keep plugging away. I think we need to go get a win at Richmond. Um, then you don't have to worry about Bristol. I think in, in these races, anything can happen. I mean, I ran over a, something tonight and the right rear was going flat and just uh, good Lord was looking after us because we got the pit road and, that can happen to anybody at any point in these next two races. That's why a win solidifies you. I wish I would have got that thing tonight. But, hey, we got another chance next week, and Richmond's a great track for us. I feel Bristol's a solid place for us. You just Some things are out of your control, so you just got to gain as many points as possible. I was very aggressive trying to get as much track position as I could tonight. I was proud of, of what I did throughout the race. Um, I don't know if I have any regrets other than, man, I, I think I burnt the right rear off of it. I don't think if I would have pushed any harder, I don't feel like I could have gotten the four. I mean, I, I tried the top with about 10 to go and I got loose and I kind of saved that last corner and he was fading hard and I, I, I used it up. I mean, we courted the right rear a couple runs ago. I know it was probably about the same. And Don, you know, he won, he, he won to get in. I would not be surprised to see him win again here. Austin is, um, really coming on this, this year. He's looked really great at different points of the season. He's got a great team. He, you know, he's got a new, new child, uh, just born. So he's, you know, a new dad and all excited about that. And he's got a lot going for him. So, Look out for Austin Dillon. Don't don't count him out before it's all over. I I, I totally agree. I think he is definitely uh, one of the guys that seems to have a little momentum going um, going behind him. And again, I mean, I I like to see new you know other guys in the mix. It, it's it makes yeah. it exciting to see. So a lot of people, you know, not just because of the throwback themes and stuff, but of course, you know, with uh, the playoffs kicking off. Uh, this past week, there was quite a few eyes on the race itself. And uh, Darlington TV ratings were up, actually, it says. Um, let's see. The throwback race averaged a 1.37 Nielsen rating and a 2.4 million household viewers Sunday on MS uh, or NBCSN while the horses were galloping <laughs> to a 4.79, 9.3 average on NBC on Saturday night. That's, um, it says it's up from a 1.14 rating and a 1.9 million viewers for Darlington last year, uh, although that race last year was delayed for rain for an ex- uh, extended period of time. But um, ratings were up, and then I'm also seeing that, I guess, Xfinity and Truck Series were as well so that's good stuff um i know mike has audio 
from our third place winner from Joey Logano. And one of the things I was going to say, Mike, is um, or what I wanted to talk about, too, with this, and it's kind of the Kevin Harvick thing and Joey Logano as well, is this week, you know, we will be going to Richmond, uh, another short track. And we also will start the race based on our new format. You know, this this season so far, we've been doing this random, random draw, which the random draw used to be Eric Amarola on the pole <laughs> the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, so going into Richmond, we'll have Kevin Harvick. He'll start on the pole for the Federated Auto Parts 400. Uh, Joey Logano will start second, followed by Austin Dillon, Alex Bowman, um, William Byron, uh, Kyle Bush, I'm sorry, Denny Hamlin, Kurt Bush, Brad Keselowski, and Eric Amarola. They're in the, in the top 10. So that'll yep. be uh, the top 10. They're going into it. Uh, but you said Joey talked about Richmond. Done well there and has a pretty good record. So um, here's what, so here's what Joey had to say. Okay. You know, uh, you know, I think it feels all right. Um, you know, I, I just, I think overall, uh, you know, in the playoff start, you got to find that next gear. Um, and the team did that today. Uh, we got thrown a lot of curveballs throughout the event and, uh, we were able to overcome a lot of them, uh, getting a flat right front tire with one to go in the second stage, uh, hitting the wall uh, because of that needing to fix it. And then of course, you know, next restart, uh, everything is bottlenecked and I get hit from behind and in the front and, uh, become the meat in the sandwich and the left rear gets torn off it. Um, everyone did a good job fixing it. So um, every every player on the team did their job today uh, and was able to recover for something great. So, um, you know, it's, that's what it's about. It's about a team effort. It's about everyone uh, with, with cool heads when when the adversity hits. And that's pretty much what happened. Um, we, we got thrown a lot of things at us and uh, fixed the car good. Strategy worked out well for us and got some track position back. And then uh, the last pit stop, the pit crew picked up four spots and, and put me in position to do the right thing on the choose rule, get another one there. And then, uh, you know, you're close. <laughs> you want to caution. It's a Southern 500. You want to win this one so bad, you know, finishing a top five in this race quite a bit, um, but never won it. So um, we'll have to wait till next year. And I thought I had a, the part in there. I must have left it out about what he had to say about Richmond. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry, sorry about that. Okay, so he we're talking, talking about Darlington. <laughs> but uh, no, he did talk about Richmond. I just didn't include that part. I thought I must have cut that part out or something. I don't. Well, can I be honest with you about something really quick? What's that? I was just sitting here, not even listening to what Joey was saying, but thinking to myself, did Joey just like reach puberty or something? Because why the hell did his voice sound so deep? I was going to bring that up. And I'm glad we're going off on a tangent again, because <laughs> when I was listening to this, I said, wait a minute. I thought the same thing. His voice is deeper. And I, I heard an interview with him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and it sounded the same. And I was like, this guy has a deeper voice. Yeah. Like what's up with that? Is he taking testosterone shots or something or, I or, is, or maybe he is finally going through puberty. I mean, well, I mean, he's got two kids, so that's kind of weird. That would be a scientific miracle. His like, voice is deeper, Dawn. Yeah, his, I, I mean, did his balls drop? I, I don't know. I <laughs> well, I had to listen to, 
I had to go back the other day when I was editing this and thinking, do I, is this, this is Joey Logano, right? Well, the only way I knew is the laugh. I mean, as soon as he yeah. you know, <laughs> was like, okay, yeah, no, it's Joey, but holy crap. Okay. I'm glad that we're, yeah, we're at funny. least. I'm both. glad you brought that up because I was going to bring <laughs> that up after we did this anyway. But I'm see you and I we we think alike. I know, which is a scary damn thought, Mike. For you, you may want to go to the doctor we for that. Around, we, we've spent too much time together over the last sixteen years doing this show. We know each other too well. Oh my god! But yeah, that was that was interesting. Okay, so yeah. Well, anyway, but Joey was you know pleased with the third place finish, and it is what it is. And again, he's a he's a guy, Don that. You know, uh, he's due for another win. I would not be surprised he wins to get in the, the to the round of twelve. Of, you know, Richmond or Bristol or something. So Joey will probably be in that final four at the very end, like he was last year. Well, you know, I mean, he started off the season strong, so we'll see him and Kevin Harvick there for a while. It was the it was the Joey and Kevin Harvick show, and then Brad decided uh, to get in on the mix, and he got in it, and then. You know, then it became the Denny Hamlin show there for a little bit. It was just kind of interesting how the season, you know, you'd go a few weeks of dominating here, then somebody yeah. else. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing some of these guys and what they're gonna, what they're gonna do. But Dawn, I would imagine that you know this probably produced some pretty good ratings this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think so. So uh, between that and then going into Richmond, I think the ratings are going to be up even more because we've had so much damn news this week. It's just crazy. Yeah. It really is. And let's see, you and I are recording. Um, it is Thursday evening. Actually, it's Thursday, pretty late. It's 1015 um, Thursday We're night. We're not on Friday's door. Yeah, we are. <laughs> By the time I finish. Um, so anyway, um, this morning, I guess it was, it the news broke pretty much that you and I pretty much knew was coming down. Yeah. Um, we had been told this. I felt so bad, Mike, because there are so many fans of that 43 car not just the 43 car, but really fans of Bubba in general with the 43. They liked, you know, what, what's what been going on and, and the team getting together. And they were hearing all this news and stuff. And, oh, it's 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 done. It's done. It's this, you know. And then, you know, Bubba announces today, no, he will not be returning to the 43 car. He did not announce where he will go. But, you know, we've all heard that it's pretty much going to be Chip Ganassi racing unless something else has opened up and, you know, somebody else has decided. Uh, with that said, Mike, he picked up another personal endorsement this week, Urban Outfitters. Yes, he did. Uh, you know, so. And they're doing those shirts. Mm-hmm. Those shirts. Um, it's for, a, for, is it for this? Is it for this weekend's race? Um, well, no. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure. It's through the store and, and proceeds will yeah. go to Bubba's foundation. So we think he's going to go to the 42, mm-hmm. possibly Chip Ganassi. I saw something today. I would not be surprised if Kyle Larson comes to the 43. I don't see it happening. And, here, and here's why. I had several people asking me that today. I mean, I'd seen... I hear I'm going to poo-poo on your parade, just like I poo-pooed well, on a bunch of their parades. And and this is just me talking. This isn't any inside information or anything else. This is just what I know with that team, Mike, is whoever comes to that team has got to bring their own sponsorship, has got to bring sponsorship because there is none there. I mean, there there's not. And Don't you think Kyle could bring some in? No, I really don't. I think that's what's going to hurt Kyle. Now, here's the thing. Only way I see it is if... Toyota, if that does happen with Toyota, because Chevy dumped him and I don't see Chevy going back to him. So true. And I really feel like now Kyle Larson, I think, is going to be in an interesting situation, Mike, because it's like, 
does he come back and just go with whoever will take him? Or is it worth it? He's making a killing over there in the sprint car series. Why would he well, want to come back and race for a subpar team? And he's winning a hell of a lot of races. Yeah. I just, everything he enters, he's winning. I see, honestly, if there was going to be a driver available. Yeah, I was going to ask you, who do you think? I think if the Toyota thing happens, I think possibly Eric Jones. And the only reason I say that, though, is now, again, if he can bring some other sponsorship with him. But, Mike, here's the thing that these guys have to think about. And Eric Jones is coming from JG, you know, from a, a really good ride. Okay. And I'm sorry, but this is a step down going to RPM when because they just don't have the funding. We've said this all year when it comes to Bubba. They don't have the funding. And, you know, the problem is this team is going to become if if it happens with Toyota, this team is going to become a Joe Gibbs racing satellite team is what it is. And it was pointed out to me by Philippe, actually. Um, months ago, if you go back and look at these satellite teams that have been these Toyota satellite teams, they're all, all of them are gone. This will be the, this year will be the end of the year for, or three of them, I should say are gone now. And they just don't make it because these guys don't want to be basically test drivers for the big guys in the Toyota, you know, I mean, they want to compete for championships and I just don't know that I see Eric Jones Unless that's his only option. <laughs> um, and it could be because, again, Mike, we have heard these stories and things change. That's the, well, that's the thing with silly season is things change. But we have heard that the 48 car is going away or not going away. I'm sorry. The 88 is going away and Bowman could take over the 48 car is what we've heard yeah. um, that Hendrick wants to drop a team. Um, we've heard Stuart Haas possibly is looking to drop a team as well. And it could be Boyer. Yeah. Boyer's probably going to go to the booth. Um, yeah. Now, very interesting thing happening this weekend in Richmond, or actually it's happened. It happened tonight. Kurt Busch started and he will be finishing the season commentating on truck series races. And basically I said, this is where he wants to go with his future is in the booth. And so you just wonder how much time Kurt's going to have left or, or won a race. That's true. But he's he's had a good year, and he's consistently in the top ten every week, it seems like. Mike, so, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, too. I mean, again, I know that uh, Ganassi is a, you know, Chevy team. But if Larson's going to come back, my first guess would be Chip Ganassi picking him back up. Honestly, he didn't want to fire him. He, he got the pressure yeah. to do that from Chevy and from the spot. You know, I mean, that's what happened. But Chip has said... He definitely, he's gone on record several times saying how much he supports Kyle Larson and wants to see him back and those kind of things. So I think he would be one of the first ones to, you know. Well, where would Bubba go? Well, that's the thing is people are out here saying that Bubba, you Would know. he buy one of those charters and start his own team? I don't know if he's in that kind of position yet or not, but. Um, and what about the percentage that he supposedly owns in rpm see that's why we need to have philippe on to find out what this because i'm guessing that dissolves and goes away you're probably right but it's really interesting and the other interesting thing i thought was um speaking of chip ganassi we had jimmy johnson signing a two-year deal to run an indy car looks like he's going to run road courses and uh, street street races 
next year. And then if they can get the sponsorship together, he'll do some oval races. So, but you know, and, and a lot of this is rumor and, and fans putting this out there, but the big fan talk or what they'd like to see. And I think it'd be amazing. Be an amazing send off is have Tony Kanaan come run, run the oval races for the season. They get a full-time yeah. sponsorship for the car that Jimmy's going to drive. Jimmy drives the road courses have Tony do his final lap like he did this year, like he wanted to do with fans and let him do the oval races. Two great champions. Yeah. That, that well, I tell you what, I was really impressed and excited about Jimmy going to IndyCar because, you know, I love IndyCar and um, they're um, not having quite the season this year that they wanted to because of the COVID-19. There's a lot of tracks they couldn't run at. They've had a condensed schedule. They've had to double up on a few things, switch things around. But Jimmy coming to IndyCar brings a lot of fans, a lot of interest, potential sponsors. Um, but also, um, Jimmy's the kind of guy that I think he's got the talent. He can wheel one of these cars. Mm-hmm. And I think we could possibly see, uh, you know, <laughs> Chip Ganassi. Ganassi always has some good cars. I could possibly see Jimmy get a victory. Uh, wouldn't it be cool if he... Uh, one in any in, in car race after being, you know, a seven-time champion in the Cup Series, that would be really cool. I could totally and, uh, see there, that happening. There's a lot of potential there, I think. Well, and, and you and I have talked off the air before. You know, this the Superstar Racing experience that's getting ready to happen, you know, they've announced more drivers uh, and stuff that are going to be joining that team as well. I think Mark Weber, uh, I believe, was the latest driver um, – to to sign on and i guess is is he what what kind of driving did weber's done i think some imsa racing i think believe, yeah i think so too yeah so sports um, car racing i believe i have to look real quick he's a oh he was a 2015 fia world endurance champion and he's a yeah. nine-time formula one grand prix winner yeah um, he that that guy can drive so you know we've got he's, he's not afraid to get out there and get after it so we've got tony Kanon in there um i mean you you've got some big names and i wouldn't be surprised to see jimmy and i think i put this i think i t- text or sent you a text earlier in the week and because i haven't heard anything but then again i'm so behind on the dell jr download lately that i don't know but i'm curious when ray everham was in there talking to him did they mention to dale about driving in that at all or anything i don't remember because i could see jr doing this i really could yeah Boy, wouldn't that bring some interest? <laughs> so we'll we'll have to see. It, it draw interest. It draw some sponsors, and um, hell, Junior might even win a race. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> it, would, it would be cool. But all right, so we had Bubba's news. We had Jimmy Johnson's news um, today. Also, Mike. Uh, speaking of Mike's, we get word that Mike Wallace, longtime NASCAR yeah. racer, Mike Wallace indefinitely suspended from NASCAR for violating um, their uh, behavioral policy or a violation of the behavioral sections. I hate to try to do those like section numbers and stuff, but basically he put some shit up on social media that he probably shouldn't have. And he now has to go to sensitivity training as well. I'm sure it was something racial. Well, he puts up some pretty controversial some pretty controversial things. I mean, let's just say if you go up there or if you go to his Facebook page or whatever, and you look at it, his brother's the same way. Kenny is the same way. I mean, Kenny, no doubt is a huge 
President Trump fan and he makes no bones about it. He'll put it out there. But there's been some pretty interesting photos and things that Mike Wallace has put up that definitely I would say is questionable. Um, and I, and again, I, they haven't shown which, what it was that was said, but I find the timing kind of interesting too with Bubba Wallace's announcement. I don't know if it had anything to do with that or not, but he said something about Bubba. Who knows? But I tell you, a lot of people did and it was ugly, you know, again, as usual, uh, but hopefully we get past that. So, Hey, and somebody put on my page, is he going to be an Uber driver or a Lyft driver next year? <laughs> it's like it's DoorDash. Get it right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. He's already got the sponsorship. No. Um, and speaking. He does, does the, yeah. He, he, does, he does have DoorDash, I believe. Yeah. that's And so and speaking of Bubba and, and Bubba's good impact or, or well, he's he's had great impact on the sport. But one of the cool things is it brought Bernard Pollard to uh, yeah. to to. Uh, to us as a fan and I mean this guy is just like crazy all in and he's told me he wants to come on the show I've got to get him booked I know with football up now he's pretty busy with both but he yeah. put out he released I don't know if you saw this on Twitter totally got to get one he and, and and I wanted to give him hell on it be like uh, did you get approval for this but I'm sure he did but because yeah, it was announced <laughs> on uh, door bumper clear but you know his nickname he calls himself the Black Dell Jr. and so yeah. he's got and it's him on his little uh I racing thing, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> racing. And he's got, you know, and it says, you know, hashtag Blackdale Jr. underneath it. I think it's great. I love that. So um, I, he's just so all in now because he's like, somebody was asking him the other day, how are you going to do this now with football starting up? How are you? And he's like, look, football is my number one passion in life. It's my love. And he's like, but NASCAR came in and stole my heart. And he said, I- I've got four TVs. I'll figure out a way to watch them all. So I'm like, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, but okay, so the other news, Mike, that that hit us this week, which was awesome news, I, I guess. If you, if <laughs> I thought it was awesome news until everybody starts bitching about it, and I'm like, is there it, is there any way to possibly make NASCAR fan happy in the end? I don't think there is. Um, but the news was Auto Club Speedway is um, looking to be reconfigured to become a half mile short track. You know, it's currently a two mile yeah. track, and it's looking to become a half mile short track. This was a huge shocker to me. It, it what, did you see the it? last four or five years, we've had some great races at Auto Club Speedway. I mm-hmm. think I think the racing's gotten better. It's not a cookie cutter track. It's more like Michigan or Texas World Speedway, the way Texas World Speedway was designed. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's out on the West Coast. It's it's just different, and it produces good races. And now they're gonna configure it into like a half mile with long straightaways and high banks, which I'm kind of excited about in a way because we've been talking about, we need more short tracks. Well, here, here's an opportunity. Um, you kind of wonder what they're going to do with all the land they have there. And, you know, are they going to sell some of it? Or are they going to, you know, they've invested so much in that track already in building it. I mean, that they're, they're going to spend a lot of money to reconfigure that thing. Well, so. you and I talked again off air because um, we do uh, one of these days yeah. we're going to get smart and actually record ourselves when we're talking off air because we 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 put out some pretty good, good conversations. Yeah, I'm not even joking. <laughs> How many times do I say we should be rolling tape? I know because I'm usually too. I'm usually driving when I talk to Mike. And so there's a little road rage that gets kicked in. Yeah, And you're real focused. You know, you're in your little element you're in your car and uh-huh. you're... my acoustics are good. Everything's great. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, no, but, but, you know, one of the points that we both brought up to each other is the fact that, you know, nowadays the majority of these drivers are coming from the West coast or the Midwest. Uh, and, yeah. and so it, it kind of makes sense to me that we have, um, you know, a short track out there because all the short tracks that we have are pretty much, you know, over on the Southeast coast. Yeah. I, I mean, except for, well, I mean, you've got Phoenix, that's a mile track, but, I'm talking under a mile, you know, the, I mean, which are legitimate short tracks. Um, and so I think it's good. I also said too, I, that I don't know, I got to go look and I didn't go look for that series name, um, that we talked about, uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's great. We, we need to start incorporating. I would love to get away from going to tracks twice a year and just having some different tracks. I like to go different places, you know, I mean, you talk about the West coast, you know, you had Harvick that came out of the West coast in California, Jimmy, the, both of the, both Kyle and, and, and Kurt Bush. And, you know, the, some of these guys raced all over the West coast. There's, there's a lot of history there on the West coast Riverside raceway, you know, the road course they had there, you know, back in the seventies and eighties and stuff was, was an incredible place. So, um, this might be pretty good to, you know, to design a half mile track. This might open up a lot of opportunities for other series and classes to race there. I mean, they, they could, they might be able to use this track more than once or twice a year. And um, so I think it has definite potential. Um, why not do it? I, it? They ought to take one of these mile and a half cookie cutter tracks like Chicago or Kansas or something like that and, and reconfigure that. I mean, but no, I think it'll be interesting, though, to see that, you know, we also had Matt Kenseth come out and say he does not believe he'll be racing in 2021. Yeah. Um, but see, now Matt Kenseth, I could see going to an RPM to help him. But I don't know, Mike, I just I, I don't. I, I really feel like, and I hate this because we have, you know, very close friends there, at, you know, at RPM and stuff, but I feel like we're seeing the beginning of the end of Richard Petty. It might, be. it might be the nail in the coffin for them. And that would really be a shame. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, but- I mean, the, 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 the thing with Bubba staying or I just, you know, I had heard the rumblings and stuff, but I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall when all of these endorsement deals were becoming personal endorsements and none of it was going to the team. Um, the 43 team, yeah. Yeah, they were all done through his agent, not through the team. Um, yeah. And I just felt like, okay. Like Columbia and, mm-hmm. you know, and now this other one. Um, I just felt like they were all they're open-ended, you know, where he could go where wherever, yeah. whereas a lot of times sponsorships stay with the team. So um, that'll be interesting to to see, you know, what happens there. But I wish the well, best for like both. Like Smithfield, when you know Eric Amarillo left, he brought that over to Stuart Haas. Right. Um, I don't know. That's what happens with a lot of these drivers now. You know, they they develop a, a close relationship with these sponsors. So they take the sponsors with them. And a lot of the times the sponsors want to go with them. I don't know. Anyway, anything else, Mike, that you want to throw out there or that you saw happening? Not for NASCAR. I mean, um, we didn't have any IndyCar, but we did have drag racing this past weekend. (laughs) Did we ever, Mike? Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, let's, you know, we had the U.S. Nationals. This is the biggest race of the season. This is like... uh, NASCAR's Daytona 500 um, you, to win at Indy, uh, 
is very, very special. Uh, they've had, you know, that this track has hosted three pr prior events because a lot of the tracks that the series races at have not been able to have any fans in the stands or they won't let any racers come in. So they've been holding the races at Indianapolis Raceway up there. Uh, well, it's called Lucas Oil Raceway. Um, but the, I believe the NHRA owns that track. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why they're able to have it there. But uh, Dawn, uh, we have a, I have a full report uh, on, on raceaysa.com plus uh, tracksmacradio.com. My NHRA uh, update uh, podcast show is up and in, in on there. So uh, I strongly suggest uh, if you're a drag racing fan, go listen to it. But let me just tell you, who the winners were, and then we can talk about any specifics that you want. Uh, Sean Langdon got the win in Top Fuel, and Jack Beckman got the win in uh, Funny Car. Erica Enders from Texas, uh, from Houston, and we've had her on the show before and uh, talked about her before. She won in Pro Stock, and then Scotty Polachek, uh, first-time winner in the uh, NHRA uh, Pro Stock Motorcycle Class. He's been a long-time racer. He's raced like 10 years. Off and on, um, he gets his first victory and does it at the Denzel Spark Plugs NHRA US Nationals. So what a great victory for him. They had four days of racing. They had a lot of sportsman races with the, the you know, the sportsman cars and the top alcohol dragsters and top alcohol funny cars. Don, they had over 900 cars. Wow competing in a variety of classes that they had in the, the Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series is what I want to say that consists of like uh, Super Stock and Comp Eliminator and um, um, those, those type of classes. So uh, I don't have all the winners there, but they had some great racing. And I bought the – they've got what's called NHRA TV. It's kind of like the NBC Gold Pass or whatever that the, you can do for any car. Mm -hmm. And if you – for, it's like $129 for the whole season. Well, I didn't want to spend that because the season's basically over half over now, but uh, I bought it. For, you can buy a weekend pass. It's $18.99. And what you get is you get the video coverage of the whole event from start to finish. So you get to see all of the, they, they have cameras set up all over the place and you get to see all of the, the, the uh, races not just the pro classes, but you get to see all the sportsman cars. And um, I really enjoyed it because you hear the track announcer, Alan Reinhardt. He's the one that you, 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 they, the audio feed that they have coming in is, is from the, from the announce booth. So you get to hear him and he's really good at calling the uh, events. They have a few guys that they switch in and out, but I was really impressed with NHRA TV I don't know if anybody's who's listening's ever done that, but it's if you like, if you have the time, you like to see all the other classes and stuff like that. It's worth buying because you the, the you get the whole weekend and, and they have an app. Mm -hmm. You can put it on your phone, your iPad, like a Roku stick, or you can watch it on your laptop. So I was able to. I have Roku sticks on my TVs. Um, I was able to download the app and watch it, and it was perfect. Awesome. HD, HD, crystal clear. The sound was great. And so um, I spent a lot of time this past uh, weekend, last four days, and, you know, it rained a few days and stuff like that. So it was perfect, you know, uh, sit around and lay around and watch watch racing. And, and that's, that's what I did, and I really enjoyed it. Well, good. Um, 
Uh, I don't want to take up because you know we've we've made a pledge that we won't talk about too much of this non-racing stuff. But I mean, we have to talk. I mean, it, it was a big deal at this at this event, and I I know yeah. a lot of people. Behind the scenes, kind of. Right. A lot of people that I was reading from on Twitter that did purchase that um, deal you just talked about were pissed that they purchased and kept getting this thrown in their face and stuff or all kinds of stuff on there. And and it it was one of the issues that was talked about. But, uh, Mike, I guess there was something that, you know, there's a lot of backlash. Uh, Erica Enders was one of the main people, too, that uh, this happened with. But we had a visit from eric trump at to the yeah event. <laughs> and and tell us a little bit about what had happened because there was well, a backstory was actually, there yeah he was actually a guest of uh of eric anders but mainly uh bo butner and um bo butner is a racer in the same class in the in the um, uh, nhra uh pro stock uh-huh. i couldn't think of the name there i don't know this as many years as i covered him <laughs> uh pro stock class and bo butner um they uh he had a uh uh, Trump Pence uh, sponsorship, kind of like we've seen in NASCAR. Uh, he had that on the car a couple races ago, and it caused some controversy because it was over, all over the place. It was like the whole car was decorated, and apparently the NHRA has, or they have a rule now that you can't have it as your main sponsor, but you can have it as like a, a smaller one or something. So. Anyway, they come. They came up with a rule, and it created a bunch of controversy because the the drivers felt that their freedom to show who they want to vote for or whatever was being taken away. And whether you like Trump, don't like Trump, or like Biden or don't like Biden, it's it's that's another issue, um, I think. But. uh, to me, as a fan, as a as a writer, I I want to watch the sport for what the sport is there for. Right. I don't like getting caught up in all the politics and stuff of all these issues and stuff. And uh, I want to see the drag racing. And I don't really care what they have on the car, but but it created a some animosity. And you know, everything is so fueled right now with politics, and people are so divided. And you see it on social media, and it's. One person says this and one person says that. And so the drivers, they got very upset with the NHRA officials. And there was kind of like a silent protest that was going on this last weekend. Now, the the, the Fox, um, Fox Sports didn't really talk about it at all. The media there really didn't talk about it at all. But I've got people on the ground that I know there that was feeding me information that, and I saw what was going on in the NHRA, um, even though Fox wasn't, saying much their camera people were focusing in on the signs Mm -hmm. when the cars were up on the line i thought that was interesting and and you could see but a lot of the drivers had a sign on their car that was about the size of an 11 by 17 or 11 by 14 or 11 by eight and a half by 11 like a sheet of like copy paper it said trump pence 2020 and they they stuck that on the back of the car the bottom of the car but it was there, and it was displayed in, a, in an area when they when the cars were up on the line, like you see on my screen there, like on yeah. the back there, like on the quarter panel, you'd see it. But it was in a position when the, you couldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. The sign was big enough where you couldn't miss it, and they a lot of cars had these stickers. And it, it was like, I understand there was like, I heard as many as 90% of the cars 
the drivers put the stickers on the ticket to the NHRA that we're, you can't tell us what to do. You can't tell us we're going to, if we want to have this on there, we're going to do it. President Trump's son was a special guest to Bo Butner. Now I I heard some rumors that he came with money and gave drivers sponsorship to put these on. I don't know. I never really could confirm that, but I heard that. Some of these drivers might have been possibly paid to to run these on there. So drivers will do anything for money and sponsors. So, but I understand that some of the drivers put the stickers on that don't even like Trump. They're just to show the NHRA. Okay. So, but there was one, there was one organization that did not take part uh, in that, that you were telling me about. And you kind of touched on the fact of. I, I had heard that Don Schumacher now, I might be wrong on this, but I heard that he had said that he didn't want the, stickers on the cars because they'd already had previous uh arrangements set up with um sponsors they have and they didn't want anything detracting from it you know like they didn't want anything to take away from that sure and my understanding that schumacher didn't want to get involved in the in the in this he wanted to stay neutral and stay out of it and some drivers that I, i understand that's what some of the drivers that didn't participate in it wanted now erica enders had women for trump yeah on her car, she made a big statement and she got a lot of attention. And Eric Trump got there in the morning at seven o'clock in the morning. I believe it was on Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. And he stayed until like eight or nine that night. He had a security detail there with him. I think it was the Secret Service that were with him. They stayed the whole time and he took in the race. Now, I, never, I heard today on another podcast on WFO Radio, Don, that he's a big drag racing fan, actually, and has been to the Gator Nationals in, in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, many many times and so he's this he's no stranger to drag racing but he um, hung out with Bo Butner and Erica Enders for a long time and then uh, they they took a lot of pictures they the first qualifying round wasn't until he got there like seven or eight in the morning but the first qualifying round wasn't until that night around seven and he stayed till till then and um, he uh, got a lot of attention with Erica because she ran this women for Trump thing and she had shirts and they gave out shirts and they had stuff that they gave out. And she had like a big, big, you know, sign on the back of her car and something on the window or something. I want to understand. But um, after she won the race, he, he, Eric Trump tweeted out pictures of Erica and him in the trophy. And then president Trump, retweeted it and congratulated Erica. And from my phone, I understand this is the first drag racer that any sitting president has ever congratulated for winning a race. Mm-hmm. So the NHRA was pretty pleased about that from what I understand. Um, now, it, some fans weren't, but, um, but really, anyway, well, it no. caused... I mean, hey, she got, you know, she gets the publicity. I was going to say the one thing that I saw, I mean, you know, again, I, 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 my opinion, this woman right here isn't for Trump. But um, one thing I thought was interesting is here's somebody that, again, is around his father, the president, quite a bit. And he's smoozing up, taking pictures with no mask on (laughs) with people. And so, um, you know. I'm just saying, I'm just showing you, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
you know, but he, whenever I, when they, they, I think they did interview him on TV. I think Fox did actually have an interview with him, a short little clip, like, hey, what do you think of the races? And, you know, but he didn't, you know, say what he was really doing. But, um, but he had a mask on then. And I saw several pictures of him with the mask on and stuff. So, you know, we'll see. Well, it's all good. You know, I mean, again, uh, I mean, I, I think the NHRA may well, have, um, and, and I can't speak for them, Mike, but what I think, their reasoning behind all that was possibly could have been. And I think it's a great thing. We've talked about this. One of the things that I have admired about the NHRA is the diversity in the NHRA. Um, They have a lot of diversity from minorities to, you know, women. And I can see them wanting to keep that peaceful. and, And, you know, I mean, again, because you have so many different, people of different cultures and stuff coming to these races that it's like, okay, let's, let's not, you know, and I get it. I, you know, I I've told you before and we're not going to get into it too much, but I mean, I walk a fine line with wanting mixing politics in my sports or whatever else, you know, because I can see sometimes where, yes, it's good when people speak out when out the, you know, and especially on presidential stuff, they pay taxes too. They pay a hell of a lot more in taxes than we, than I do, but they have a right to, to their speech. And, you know, you and I listen to people talk a lot of crap about Greg Popovich with the San Antonio Spurs. And I, I've always told you, I feel like if anyone, you know, you'll hear this, you know, stick to basketball pop, you know, he needs to just stick to coaching. This dude was a, in the CIA, I mean, for a while or what, and I mean, speaks different languages. It was in the air force. If anybody has a right to, you know, to say something, he, you know, I, I, and he's, and he's highly intelligent. (laughs) I mean, so listen to him, but anyway, I understand. I think, you know, we're, we've been so it's in our face even more because of COVID because we're stuck home And we're frustrated. Um, and then every day something new comes out, you know, and you get more and more frustrated. And I think you're starting to see just different organizations are like, look, we just want to kind of like, but. Well, I understand, you know, like you made a great point about the diversity of the uh, NHRA. I mean, we ha- we've had, you know, like Shirley Muldowney and Peggy Llewellyn, who's a friend of ours, you know, um, uh, a black woman that's won in pro stock motorcycle, Shirley Muldowney, the first woman, woman ever to win, you know, in her, her class, um, Antron Brown, you know, winning a black, a black driver winning in pro stock motorcycle and top fuel. Yeah. And, you know, J.R. Todd and, and there's Cruz Pettigron, who's Hispanic and, Mike Salinas and I can go, I can go through, you know, there's a lot of women, uh, there's a lot of diversity in the NHRA. So um, we really don't have the racial problems in the sport because it's, it's, it's just the way it's always been because it's so they welcome anybody to come in. That's what I've always liked about it. So hopefully we won't have all the, the the politics you know now i did hear i did want to say that one of the officials who happens to be the track announcer uh alan reinhardt he did a i listened to a podcast that he did with joe costello who's another one of the announcers and like alan was saying you know hell we'll welcome anybody to come in if you know um if harris wants to come if hunter biden wants to come or joe biden wants to come to a race, you know, we, we welcome anybody that wants to come. They want to come hang out. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, we'll, we'll let them come and 
we want them to come to our sport. We don't alienate anybody. So that's what I like about the NHRA. So, you know, the opportunity is open for, you know, the other opponent to come if, if, if they want to a race and maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll see that. You know, it's, it's always been like that in NASCAR. We've, we've discussed that before. I just think in, in, and we'll wrap this up, but I, I just feel like, and it's not because of my personal feelings. I mean, I think it's just pretty obvious. We have never had a more polarizing yeah. presidential, you know, or president ever. And to the point where if he shows up, if his son shows up or whatever, as an organization, you have to fear that, that him showing up could keep people from coming to your events. I mean, that's how polarizing it is. Um, and, and so I think the NHRA, you know, one, because of how diverse it's been and stuff, you know, he's just so polarizing for women, for my, you know, for minorities, for, and, and I think they wanted to try to stay clear because they have that kind of environment there. That's so welcoming. And, and I will tell you, Mike, as somebody that is, is opposed to him, I, I was so like, I loved going to the race with you and I was so blown away. And now after seeing this, I'm blown away in it, but not in a good way because I'm like, okay, well, I thought what I was seeing was this, but then these people or a lot of these people, again, I guess it's just where I come down to questioning people who support him after everything. I just, I question that. Maybe I have to get beyond that. I'm trying to, but I just, it's very hard for me to rationalize how some people still can support him and like him. I mean, you know, and, and so that's the things that are hard for me, I guess. Um, and to, like you said, I just, I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind the Trump car. I don't mind that. You know, I mean, I, I don't support him, but I don't mind the Trump car. I don't want to see what I saw at NHRA though. I don't want to see it become a protest or that kind of thing. And so we're slapping stickers on because then to me and him being there, I just feel like, okay, is he there all the time, like you said, or is this a political stunt? Is it a, is it a rally? And that's the other thing I think is we're so close to election time that the NHRA didn't want this event to be turned into a, to a rally. And we watched the Daytona 500 get turned into a presidential rally. Remember the motorcade going around the, the, I was going to say, Don, that the track had a limited number of fans there so it's not like it had a huge this thing had a huge impact on the fans because they only had about 2000 people there because of the limited number that they, that could have that was allowed to come in in the first place so i i don't think it really had a lot of impact on the people that were actually there at the race I don't know what the people thought about it on TV if they saw that and was wondering or if, I don't I think a lot of people didn't really realize what was going on unless they paid attention now I look at the cars closely because I'm a car guy and when I watch these drag these uh drag racing cars you know these there's there's some cool looking cars so I like to look the cars over and so I always see the the sponsors and the names on them you know um but you couldn't help but miss these stickers and to me they were making a statement yeah and but i i go back to one more thing i want to say i like going to sporting events 
and not having to worry about politics. There's so much politics stuff that's going on all the time, you know, that you see on CNN and Fox News and, and, and Facebook and Twitter. I like to just go enjoy the sport. Yeah. And so that's to me is what I hope I can continue to do and not have to worry about, you know, what's going on in, in the background with the, with the campaign or, you know, I just want to go enjoy the racing and the people that are there to, for, for the racing. And then I'll get my politics when I go home. Yeah. When I, I turn on CNN or I turn on Fox news, I'll get it there. I don't want to get it at the racetrack. I want to, I want to go enjoy the races. I think COVID has been the biggest, I mean, of course, you know, because we're not yeah. able to go to the races and those kind of things and, and go to sporting events right now. And um, we're frustrated, you know, because if, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're, you know, for the most part, staying home. And if this and, wasn't an election year, we probably wouldn't see any of this crap. Yeah, probably so. Although no. in light of things that have come out over the last 24, 48 hours, it makes a big yeah. difference too. So I don't know, Mike, hopefully we've only got like 50 something days left of, you know, till it's behind us. And then we go, but either way going forward, I'm scared. I really, oh, <laughs> um, because it's going to be something else, you know, and just, yeah, well, can we just all get along? I know. Either that or, <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of people, Mike, have just checked out of sports in general, not because of that, but because they've been do because sports had gone away for a little bit and people have been finding other things to do. Like, yeah, you realize, hey, I have a family, hobbies I have some and kids and stuff here, hobbies, families and yeah. stuff like that. I've got an uncle that won't watch the news anymore. He's just turned, tuned it off and he's tuned off most of the sports, too. He just well, my boss. other 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 things my boss is a huge you know he's from houston so he's a huge astros yeah. fan he's a you know huge rockets fan well, and, look at the controversy they got in right well he he then. feels like though he says he really hasn't checked out any baseball games and stuff because it's just weird to watch baseball at an empty stadium it, yeah it's just really weird so um with that said and, and then we'll stop the politics talk but you know because nfl kicked off tonight um, you know, they're in Kansas city. They've got a limited number of fans that they've had 14, there. 14,000. I think they could have, um, the interesting thing is if you go and you look, um, and I, I went online, there was a story and it broke down each, uh, each team in each division, who was going to allow fans at games, mm -hmm. who wasn't, um, the only teams that were allowing fans were in Republican ran States. Um, Texas being one of them. And the interesting thing about Texas is I, if I, if I, okay, I know that the, the Texans played of course tonight in Kansas city, but I believe the first game in Houston though, they're not allowing fans, but Dallas has already said, Oh yes. And believe this or not, Mike, I mean, they can have up to 50% capacity here in Texas at these events. Well, Jerry world, can open up and hold over a hundred thousand, but for most yeah. NFL games, they do over 80,000. And there has not even still, there has not been any word on what the cap will be for Cowboys games. So follow the money. <laughs> I won't be there. I can tell you that I'll be watching, oh. you know, nope, not going to any games this yeah. season. So, uh, especially if That's, you're going to try to cram that. About Houston because they're going to allow, well, it's in a different County though. The, the NHRA, uh, spring nationals that is normally held in April will be held here in October in a few weeks. 
Um, but that's in a different city. It's over in Baytown. So, and it's also out of, I believe it's out of Harris County. I think it's a different County over there. So, uh, they're going to allow 50% of capacity, I think too, at the drag strip, which is probably about 7,000. Yeah. I maybe, don't know. Maybe 10,000, but I don't know. Well, you know, we saw this week too. We had our first collegiate football player die of COVID, um, yeah. at university of California. So Boy, the colleges right now are quarantining everybody, it seems like. Well, I just hope, you know, for the high schools and elementary and middle schools. Look at all these schools. Are you seeing me sharing stories and pissing people off? Yeah. Every time I share, boy, I get attacked. <laughs> well, well, Mike, um, <laughs> that's why I share them. <laughs> so no racing, no, no NHR racing this this week. No, Don, we're off for um, a couple of weeks. The next race is going to be the Gainesville um Gator Nationals, uh, the last week of September, I believe, the 25th, around there somewhere, it's in Gainesville. They're going to make that so up. Back so back in Florida, right? Yeah. So we'll see if another Trump Florida. goes to that because, you know, they, they go to the Florida thing. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And so, again, Richmond this week, who's your picks? Who's your dark horse? What, did you, what you got? I think it's time for uh, Denny Hamlin to get a victory. So I'm going with him for the win. Joey for, is my long shot. And my really, really long shot, who's not a long shot, but I'm going to go Matty D. What the hell? <laughs> Holding out there for, for yeah, old Matty D. I think Matt, Matt's going to do it at some point. Okay. I'm going to get a win here somewhere. Um, I'm not even looking at anything, so I don't know numbers. Um, Richmond. You know what? I'm going to go Brad Keselowski. And so I probably just well. jinxed him. But I'm going to go Brad K. And I'm going to go... Um, Truex as my long well, that's shot. another one that to do for. I look hate even calling done. it a long shot. It's not even a long shot. I know it's stupid sounding. Um, and then my really, 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 my dark horse, my dark, dark, dark horse, uh, whatever long shot. I'll say Austin say- Dillon. Why not? Well, yeah, and look what I said about him earlier. You know, I think he already got one victory this year. I- Think he's due for another one as well. Starting There's so front. many, so many, so many of these drivers, Don, could step up and grab a checker flag. I mean, it's it's, and you get on a short track like Richmond, it can happen. Well, and I just feel like the second race in each round, I feel like yeah. is is more of the do or die because you don't want to get to where you have that one chance left to get in. Like you want to do it in these, you know, first two rounds and try to get in and, and, and be secure. So, um, and Richmond's going to be one of those tracks, you know, you beat, you bang, you, um, and we have a night race at Bristol coming up, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think they're at capacity too, for they will have a crowd. They sold out. Yeah. They sold out the seats that they were able to, and I don't know what the, I saw, uh, um, the track tweeted it out and Eddie Gossage from Texas Motor Speedway retweeted it and said something. But um, by the way, if you haven't got your tickets to Texas Motor Speedway, um, there's still tickets available. They're going to allow fans in the stands for the race in, what is it, October? Uh-huh. Late, late October? Yep. yep. Last week of October, and, I believe. And I won't be there, but. Neither will I. So why the hell would you want to go? I'm just kidding. I encourage everybody else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, no, go do you. Yeah. I'm trying to stay away from all this until things get better or there's a vaccine. So. <laughs> well, on that note, Mike. On that note. 
<laughs> close this out. We've been talking we're, too much. We're trying so well. We have. We've gone like an hour and a half, but we're trying so hard to not to. We did more political talk than we than we, we wanted. Said we were going to do. May, no, I, I I said enough. I'm without getting too upset and everything. I'm just drinking my water and trying. <laughs> I know what. <laughs> but yeah, no. you you've been good tonight. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. So. All right, guys. Well, on that note, have yourselves a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep wearing the mask. If you're going to games or, you know, football games and stuff, do your best to social distance and and, and do your stuff. We don't need for things to, to start going wrong again. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens after Richmond. Uh, see what the shakeup ends up doing. And we'll see if Bubba's got news where he's going what the hell else is going to happen. Silly season just got really, this is a, this, this silly season I think is going to be extremely silly. Really silly. <laughs> <laughs> the silliest of sillies. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> on that note, we are silly. Um, and we're, we're going now before we waste any more of your time. <laughs> So, Mike, have yourself a good weekend, and we will touch base soon. Please go listen to Mike's NHRA, <laughs> NHRA updates that he put up there and the other uh, interviews that he's put up over the last few weeks. They are there in the archives. And a uh, huge thank you to NASCAR on Fox for the radioactive at the beginning of the show, NASCAR Media for the driver interviews, Sirius XM as well for some of the driver interviews that we use, uh, Love that they put the content out there and that we're all able to provide it. We will talk with you guys next week and hopefully put out a, a more organized show. <laughs> we'll stick to the script a little bit more. No, we won't. All, all right. right. Have a good one.